Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Well, hello and welcome, everyone. Welcome back to the China Shop. We're Blasting those doors wide open for another exciting interview. I'm Shopkeeper Dan. With me is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. How are you doing today, Kyle? I'm doing good. Is there any reason why we're blasting the doors open? Is this why we're over budget? Uh, keep destroying everything in the show? You keep having to buy new doors? <laughs> yes. Well, I'm, I'm coming back from an exciting camping vacation, so I'm just all chock full of energy. Just ready to go. Rip roaring, ready to go. Who's our guest today? All right, everybody sit down. You're going to need to take a seat for this. We are joined by Sammy Ellard King from Up The Gains. How are you doing today, Sammy? Hey, hey, Dan. How you doing? You well? I am very well. Thank you. Thank you. Good. Dan was just over and you were in Ireland. Not like, was that a couple months ago? About three months back, yeah. So are you you in London or are you uh, uh, somewhere else? Yeah, I'm London, but... But Ireland's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm a big Guinness drinker. So, yeah, I'm, I love Ireland. Yeah, the Guinness tastes better over there. It really does. Oh, my God. Yeah, it is. I've heard it ruins it, though. It ruins, yeah, it ruins it when you come back to the UK exactly. and it doesn't taste the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it the same Guinness or do they have like their special, like, this is the beer that we serve our citizens? And then we <laughs> export just, everything else. All just poisoning crap. slowly yeah. the English. Yeah, 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 the I, get it. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't pet, put it past those tricky Irishmen. <laughs> <laughs> well, half of them in your, are, are in your country, so you know. Oh right. <laughs> Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Sammy? Tell us about up the gains and uh, just kind of your background, like how you got involved in the whole world of of finance yeah it's kind of been uh kind of been a journey really for me um you know i'm sure everybody says that but i mean literally i am a hospitality marketer by trade um it's what i fell into you know, my father runs music venues my granddad ran jazz clubs so like i grew up in this world so i kind of fell into it but you know it came really naturally to me obviously with with the family heritage um but basically i started investing around about when i was 25 i was quite deep in debt um and um i worked my way out of it through bits and bobs which i'm sure we'll touch on later on in the in the the chat but really i was that guy in the family and friends group that invested if you know what i mean and then so over time Mm -hmm. it was just like oh sammy will help you with this and sammy will help you with that and that's what i was doing and sort of helping friends and family and then in the pandemic it kind of got to the point where it was like i was getting questions left right and center and actually you know i had all this time in my hands and everywhere i read out online every article i came across you know there was always points within that article that i would need to go and understand myself by researching just that piece of terminology it's just quite jargon heavy and a lot of the personal finance blogs at the time weren't necessarily catering towards the audiences that i was kind of speaking to every day Mm -hmm. um so i wanted to really create this kind of platform and community of people that can come together and actually learn about finance whether or not they just want to touch on you know the basics of investing or they want to understand you know what the hell my you know market capitalization is for example or you know how the hell do I actually do a budget and make it actually a bit of fun for them instead of it just kind of being this kind of, yeah, you make a budget by making an spreadsheet, you know, all this stuff you, you kind of, right. you know, read every day on every rubbish finance blog out there. And so I just wanted to put a bit of personality into it really and kind of up the gains of kind of breathe because to be honest, we kind of shouted at each other when we kind of had a successful trade. <laughs> 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 
we'd be like up the gains uh, to like me and my friends um, and uh, like voice noting each other over because you couldn't leave the house right and over um, over the pandemic and I was like yeah no I like this you know I'm gonna run with it because it just kind of had a bit of meaning to me and I thought that was important so um, yeah that's kind of what we do really we're just kind of helping people kind of suss out finance and like money and investing and getting them involved and giving them the confidence to to get investing in the markets and and you know we like discussing stocks too you know it's what where i come from you know that's 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 it yeah everybody loves talking about stocks right everyone likes talking about their stocks i should say so you're more of an investor then it sounds like uh, you're not trying to like do like day trades like do you do more like swing trading like holding for three four months or are you more like in it for the long haul like i want this for 10 years Bit of both. Um, so I, I, it's kind of within my SIP, which is kind of your Roth IRA four hundred one k. I'm I'm like straight index funds ETFs. That's it. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. there's no point. I'm not going to touch that money at all. You know, I'm I'm sixty odd, so that's there's just really no point. You know, I just stay in the market, dollar cost averaging, don't think about it. Um, but in my stocks and shares ISA and in my standard investment accounts, like I have a lot more fun. Um, that's where I'm like individually stock picking, occasionally swing trading, you know, buying oil when it's negative, that type of vibe, you know, like <laughs> it's, um, it's a lot more fun, you know, and this is the money that I want to get rich off. So I have fun with it now. Um, mm-hmm. And also, you know, I want to experience it. You know, I've kind of, I started investing probably a couple of years into the big giant bull run that we've been on forever. And it's just kind of been ahead of a ride since then. So, you know, I, I want to learn as well about what happens when the market goes down. Cause I haven't been through that necessarily as much as everybody else has over the years. So, you know, I'm finding this period really interesting, right? A lot of people haven't been, I know, man, it's crazy. So like, this is going to be the year that's going to probably teach a lot of people just how difficult the stock market can be <laughs> right right because well, a actually, lot of people got involved like at the same time like you did like around the the covid like they started really diving into it and that was just the time where you could pretty much i think what was the joke george did just type in your initials and buy that stock and you'd make money you're gonna make money <laughs> you had to try hard to lose <laughs> yeah no exactly yeah but uh, completely yeah. I, and i've been eight, i've been about I'm, I'm about eight years now so like i've, mm-hmm. I've had my losses i've you know, I've picked some pretty. So you got a little bit of some of the downturns then. You saw like 2018, yeah. I think. 2018 was pretty rough. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I've kind of, this is why I'm doing this because my, you know, when I speak to friends who have been in the markets for years, I was doing slightly better than them, like year on year averages. And, you know, these guys work in investment banking. So I was like, okay, cool. Like I'm, I'm on to something here. So mm-hmm. the, and that's for me was like, right, cool. You, you know, this is why this period is so important because it's like, all right, this is if you're, yeah, as you were saying, like you could have picked any stock and made money over the last sort of few years. Right. But right. if it now, if your fundamentals and your stock picking techniques are slightly off, even by a touch, you, you could be making significant losses. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think it's important as well. You know, everyone's always banging on about scan out and look at the big picture. But have you got the metal to go through this and, and hang on? <laughs> that can be real tough. Yeah, for real. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, you, you mentioned fundamentals. And do you mix any technical analysis in there too? Or you just stick straight with the fundamentals? I'm, I'm, I'm heavy fundamentals, but I will wait for opportunities using RSI. Um, you know, I will, if we're, if we're hugely overbought, I will not go in, even mm-hmm. if I think the company's a great opportunity. And, you know, there's, op- there's often times where that's come on back to bite me and the company's shut up from there 15, 20%. Um, but, you know, that's, there's always going to be exceptions. Right. And if you don't have that like, little bit of margin of safety that you're kind of f- bringing through, then, I don't know, you know, you just, you're leaving yourself exposed. I think Mm -hmm. it's been more apparent if you've been, if you were buying 
what's it like eight nine months ago when the market was high you're thinking yeah great even if the rsi was down you buy and look you know you might be down 60 70 on some of those so right yeah it's that for me that's really important i like to try and give myself a little bit of you know i'm, I'm trying to be patient even though i'm like oh my god wow what an opportunity love this company you know right. brilliant fundamentals 100 year on year growth look at this wow like even then you know still try to 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 have a bit of patience even though it can be quite exciting and difficult to to hold yourself back from i like what you said about uh using the rsi but using it in the way that don't you're not using it to say okay i should enter you're using it to say mm, maybe i should wait a little bit and i think that's the way indicators work best yeah where you use them to disqualify trades not to qualify them 100 yeah. look and, and and a friend of mine is like a full-on technical trader and he does very well out of it but it would drive me nuts if i'm totally honest with you like sitting there doing what he does drawing all the graphs saying you know this is an a wave line into i'm like well you've <laughs> lost me here and i get it like and i understand it why people do it and people are really successful with it but you know i also can be quite successful just looking at you know a company mm-hmm and that's that's really the the key to to success in the markets is it's not really the strategy or the style it's how well you can stick to it and how well can you manage risk exactly exactly yeah you know i there's been a certain big movement in my portfolio the last sort of eight nine months you know i've gone heavy value i've moved perhaps out of more of the growth names that i've done quite well but I, i'm a big fan of skimming off the top as you go up like i mm-hmm. i don't let these things run until you know i'm seeing four or five six hundred percent gains like that's just for me that's just crazy like if i've made my money i take it off the table but i leave there some things playing and then you can buy back in a, a good opportunities like it is kind of now on a lot of these guys again so you know that that for me allows me to move in and out of stuff like for example i was i wrote this, I wrote this piece the other day and uh i was talking to some friends about it and i just think it's really important like, especially as we're heading into say a recession right now like you're never going to buy those careful yeah white house changed the definition all right yeah yeah okay, avoid that. <laughs> all right yeah no, that's very true. I'll, I'll, I'll hold back. I'll hold back. We're heading into tougher times, shall we say. There um, you go. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll work for the Fed. Yeah. Get right. We'll see. <laughs> On his big shiny horse, yeah. Um, but, um, you know, for me, it's... I can't even remember what I was saying now. Oh, oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, we completely derailed it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. So you're not going to buy those Bose headphones, but you're going to buy shampoo. Um, yes. you know, that's for me is massively important. These guys like PNG or, you know, Unilever or whatever that, you know, these guys are posting steady growth numbers and now is probably a time to be in some of these, you know, part of this mm-hmm. balance, right? I'm not heavy on these, but they have to be a part of it because, you know, if you, if you're heavy on these growth stock names, you're going to see tanking losses 40, 50, 60%. So. You know, it's, it's, and there's always that belief too, like it can't go down anymore. Like I look at a lot of these growth stocks that I've been watching that are like, you know, down 90% almost it seems like, like can't yeah. go down anymore. Can they? Well, yeah, they can still drop another 90%. It's just, uh, <laughs> the dollar movement's going to be different, but if you invest in it still, it's still going to, it's still take your head off. Uh, yeah, totally. You know, and uh, it, a lot of these names that I'm buy that I buy, you know, the the ones that I just won't sell, even though I know now, even looking at them, it's painful. I've watched, you know, two, three hundred percent gains drop down to negative. Now it's <laughs> like bloody hell! Like, where did this happen? But then I'm looking at them, and there's, um, you know, recent earnings reports are positive. They're still growing, so it's only a matter of time. It's just. Mm-hmm. it's just you know you if you're thinking next year then you might be in trouble if you're thinking in 10 and you're buying that whole way up then you know you're gonna have a you're gonna have a pretty nice retirement any uh yeah. any names we'd recognize on that list <laughs> yeah there's a few i'm quite heavy u.s you know I, uh, I believe i believe in the u.s economy uh and so yeah i i, I love upstart i think it's a great business 
uh yeah ai lending you know i think it's if it can nail it uh, you know it's done pretty damn well um it's had a couple of rough earnings reports but you know that's expected they got into different sectors that i do do that they'd never done before um and they burn through a bit of cash which base but this their growth numbers back you know in 2020 22 early 2021 they were posting like 217 percent year on year gains which is ridiculous um and they're unrivaled really within that sector there isn't anyone really challenging them um so i think if did you say facebook or is that uh, a different uh, name up, upstart oh okay thank goodness um yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> i was gonna challenge that opinion <laughs> <laughs> good old mark yeah <laughs> No, not for me, that one. I stay well off there. Upstart, I've not paid attention to, but Upstart, I mean, their earnings actually look pretty solid every time they've reported. Looks like they've beat uh, expectations every every one. I mean, they've only been around since 21, but... Yeah. It's incredible business. Like, it's former um, former Google employee. Um, his name escapes me right when I need it. Um, but they built this whole... AI powered approach and the amount of people and the amount of banks that keep signing up with them, they're growing hugely. They, you know, so they've been pummeled. They're one of the ones that, you know, people were buying at ridiculous, you know, 150, 200. They went all the way up to, I think, like four, almost $400. Now they're at like 26. So, you know, for me, that's a huge opportunity. Actually, right at their IPO price, it looks like. Exactly right. So they've gone bounce right back down, which is insane with the growth that they've been posting over the since 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 their IPO. So for me, that's an undervalued company. Um, but you know, interestingly, I like looking at businesses as well. So there's another business called Overstock and uh, the US um, furniture mm-hmm. business. They also so what I like finding is businesses that actually have uh, investments or um, investments or uh, you know percentages in other businesses and mm. they own i think it's an 85 percent of medici ventures and medici ventures is uh, huge in its blockchain crypto digital wallets fintech style brands they i think they have like 20 odd brands on there if you if you google it in and a lot of those companies are growing huge amounts mm. and that isn't really reflected in the stock price so I'm looking at that thinking, wow, you know, you've got a, another business which is probably going to end up outgrowing Overstock that Overstock has full ownership of pretty much. Um, so that's not being spotted. Kind of like when Yahoo was like a, owned a significant chunk of Alibaba when Alibaba IPO'd. I didn't know that. Oh, oh yeah, they did. They, uh, they got a nice price boost to their stock when Alibaba went, uh, went and debuted on the markets. Right. And there you go. So these are one. These are the great. These are wicked things, right? Finding these little nuggets, and the market hasn't realised them. I'm happy mm-hmm. to hold these guys, even if they they drop, and I'm happy to keep buying in as long as there's some cash to still play with because I've been buying them for <laughs> quite some bloody time now, man. So, yeah. uh, let's talk a little bit more about the website. I was looking through some of the the stuff that you have over there at upthegains co.uk i should uh i should say it's not .com yeah it's .co.uk yeah yeah i was looking at the top 10 investing podcasts of 2022 uh, i noticed that it seems to be a bit of an omission on there mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well now i've been a guest you know you're going to be number 1 right so, right have <laughs> <laughs> you been on these other ones <laughs> uh, no, I would love to. I would absolutely love to. Well, then, yes, we definitely should be at the top. You can tell the Motley Fool if they want to reclaim their spot, then they can have you on. Right, exactly. <laughs> Good old Chris Hill. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. No, um, I'd love to go on some of those guys. I've, I've been on um, actually one of those um, payback time with Sean Pepper that runs Ticker. I don't know if you know it. Um, mm, I don't think I've seen that one. It's quite good, actually. He's a really good host. Ticker's quite a cool little uh, platform, actually, as well. It, it, it kind of assesses lots of different fundamentals and then kind of kicks out a score, a health mm-hmm. score. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, check those guys out. Uh, and then the other thing I was looking at was uh, I like the way like you have like the rankings of like things. So this is a good resource for somebody who wants to, to just kind of see what other things are out there, what options there are, like the, the, the best investing apps. 
Yeah. You got a list and shows like the features of all of them. And uh, I noticed that uh, Robin Hood isn't on there, though. Is there a, any particular reason why you took them off? <laughs> <laughs> um, I know why I wouldn't put them on. Yeah. You know, look, I don't really like them (laughs) (laughs) so yeah we're not fans at all (laughs) okay cool yeah look i i I wasn't a big fan of the way they did business throughout that whole game stock scenario um and i think it's starting to show um you know i just don't think they're a trustworthy company but then again you know i love some of their initial seed investors you know howard linden um Mm -hmm. these guys are like for me the best in the business um but, you know, I don't know what they did with the brand. I just don't know whether they got it right. You know, the, I think eToro has a lot more to it than Robin Hood. Well, does Robin or does eToro have like fireworks that go off when you like do your first trade, like things that are designed to like, like a casino game almost? It's gamification, to, isn't it? it? Yeah. It is. It, it, it is. It was. Like, I'll say it was. I use eToro. That, that's where, what my general investment account is because I like its social aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, I could I follow top investors on there. You know, you can see how they're doing. So there's no bullshit, which I really like. Um, you know, and they will post stock analysis or you know market analysis or you know there'll be sort of an economics kind of chat going on mm-hmm. within the comments and i find that quite enjoyable back when i first started using it probably 2018 now it was quite like that you know there was a firework that went off it was right. it is so easy to use that but they have steered away from that the app has become a lot more to the kind of intermediate investor you're not going to get masses of technical analysis on the back of end but there's enough there to keep you interested and not wanting to you know open up you know a stock trader or bloomberg or etc kind of website so um i think it's come a long way um and robin hood's gone the other way and it's yeah. kind of kind of prey on the on these guys who know knowledge and get them in and get them trading, get them losing. And it's just not a good way to do business. I don't think so. No. Well, I mean, Robinhood makes most of their money from all the transactions. So obviously they want you to be making as many as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Etor is is the same. They make money on the spread. A lot of them are, but I mean, they can do a better way of, I guess uh, um, they don't have to encourage it. I guess I could say. Yeah, no, exactly. Right. You know, they've done, Etoro's kind of done a lot into like with its content and mm-hmm. there's now like a learning hub on there, which you didn't have when I first started. And they actively encourage you to get involved in certain communities on there, which are all geared to long-term investing. So they, they clearly see the end game here. Like, you know, perhaps something that Robin Hood missed was like, oh, hang on, if I've got this guy for a year and he burns through all of his cash great that looks good on the balance now but like crazy in 10 years so if you know Itoro are thinking about it from a long-term perspective it makes much more sense but they guys those guys are cool um but yeah i mean i tried to gear this the, that that best investing apps page really for just apps that are available in the uk but i know Itoro mm-hmm. is creeping heavily into heavily into the us at the moment so is that uh, are they the competitors of weeble or is that just another name of the same quite similar yeah very much so um we can't get weeble in the uk um i don't know i think we can now um but um yeah it is really similar like you know that kind mm-hmm. of analysis and that score factor that weeble were really good at um there's a lot there's a lot of similar similar features definitely uh you also got some good learning resources on here too just as far as like uh um like you said, like you started out with like the terms, like just an explanation of like, what exactly is a stock? How do you invest? What are, are these like the things that you wish you knew? Or are these the things that you were kind of writing down as you were learning, thinking like, yeah, maybe somebody else could benefit from this? Yeah, I think it's like, I want to take someone that has zero knowledge and turn them into, you know, give them the opportunities to either be like myself and 
you know, really enjoy trading and getting on and doing a few bits of more riskier stuff, or they can also go into that more hands-off approach when they're with an app like, you know, Wealthify or Nutmeg, which is bought by JP Morgan. The, these kind of brands where they just invest every month and they, at mm-hmm. least they're putting money into the markets and that, you know, I'm okay with them doing that with pers- personally, whether I will, would, would do that as a different thing, but, um, there's, at least they're in the markets and at least they're generating themselves some, some sort of wealth for for later on. And to do that, you have to give these people the literally what I know so many people ask them what a stock is. They have no idea. Mm -hmm. And, and if I say to them, what's investing in a stock market, they go, Oh, Oh, and it's like, go on, what's the next sentence? And uh, they don't know what to say. Right. Oh, that's risky. Yeah. Risk is what they say. Oh no, too risky. Oh no. And then I, you know, I tried to talk to them about literal basics of like, uh, you know, how much you've got in your savings account. Oh, do you know what the inflation rate is? Do you know how much that means you lost last year? Mm -hmm. What do you mean you lost? What do you mean I lost? I put, I put 5,000 pounds away. Yeah, you lo- but you lost this, right? And and they and when you say that to them, you can see their face drop. And you know, I think it's really they don't realize that because they're just not because we're just not taught in school. That's another fact of what it is. Uh, you know, these are types of things that I want to bring through. One of my main goals for up the games next year was you know I spent this year like really building the website. Now it's like. You know, there's a few more bits I want to do to over the next couple of months, but next year the big plan is to kind of take on um, local initiatives initially. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to partner with a load of different financial kind of influencers here in the UK and really kind of try and spearhead a campaign for them to try and change financial literacy to become a part of the curriculum in our in our school system. Uh, can you come over here when you're done? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you guys are more ahead than we are. Like, there's five, I believe there's five states in the US which have actively said, yes, okay, this can be part. But then it's down to. Florida is the only one I was familiar with. Oh, I think it's up to five now. Um, but they, but high schools have the choice. Whether the cho- or not. Yeah. See, so that, that just know. needs to be part of the career. You're just setting people up for. You got to give them the tools to try to get ahead or at least be, you know, comfortable, you know, 20, 30 years down the road. Cause that's the time when you have to be doing it. Like if you, you can't get that time back and so many people don't start thinking about retirement until they hit like 40. And then now suddenly, cause you know, with the power of compound, you got to save exponentially more to try to just catch up to where you could have been if you would have just been putting a little bit away at 20. There's so many things to it. Like, you know, money money won't solve your problems but it'll pay for the journey you know as a quote by prince and i love that (laughs) and it's like you're so right like you know these guys will probably be working super hard then suddenly this huge realization will hit them and then they're going to be even more stressed and chasing their tail and that's not Mm -hmm. good for your health and it might end up killing you earlier than you thought you did because you work even harder right for those Mm -hmm. years where you should actually be relaxing um so yeah i i i just i think it's fun something's fundamentally wrong with 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 what we're taught um and that for me is like huge and if we can make a difference even in like i was saying this the other day to to a buddy of mine i was like man if i can teach 30 kids and two of them walk out of that classroom with like yeah cool i'm gonna do something about this and they do it you know that's that's two down and right billion more to go (laughs) you know know, i see it like that as long as i can help a a few you know it can be many you can teach the people what they do with the information is up to them but just giving them the choice at least letting them know you know that there is an option out there or what their options are i think is huge you know they may not choose to to follow any you know the, uh, the the advice that uh, or not advice, depending on if you're like us, where you can't do that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what they choose to do with the information, you know, that's on them. Yeah, totally. You know, and uh, if you do it in a fun way as well, these kids will kind of be receptive to it. Like, you know, you, yes. one of one of my le- lessons that I've written is like, walk in there, and you've got 30 kids. How do you, you, got, you don't just start putting up stock charts. <laughs> you're going to lose them. Right. Literally, like, two, they'll be like, what the hell? This is maths. Like, 
you know, what you could do is go in and be like, right, you know, today my name's Jeff Bezos and, you know, I'm, this is how I set up Amazon. So you guys are in marketing, you guys are in procurement, da 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 da, and give them little tasks to do. Mm-hmm. And you start like getting them thinking, like, cool, how do we set up a business? How do we fund a business? You know, and start throwing little parameters, like things go wrong, like, these guys need to help. How do you, how do you solve this and get them problem solving and thinking about business? Um, and then you can kind of get them into how a stock works within a company because they would have learned how a business is run. And it's like, hopefully this is the last time you'll hear this ad because with Chime checking account features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with spot me and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts, or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. When you find new ways to save, you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at Chime.com goals24. That's chime.com slash goals24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA, members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. And you never know, these kids might go, hey, you know, wow, I want to do marketing. Like, this is super fun, you know, or, you know. Or maybe they want to start their own business. Or they, or the, or they get the entrepreneurial bug, exactly. And so, you know, for me, that that's kind of what, it has to be fun. We can't be walking in there being like, yeah, exactly. I am a finance guru, you know. There's, <laughs> I think that you have a great opportunity of teaching kids how a business should be ran. So now when they're doing their fundamental analysis and they see Mark Zuckerberg swinging katanas around in the Facebook offices and saying that he's going to increase expectations until everyone leaves, now they can know that maybe this isn't a great investment for the future. Yeah, didn't he take away their holiday recently as well or something like that? Was Somebody asked about the holiday and he rolled his eyes and said, you can see from my response how yeah, that's uh, my, my reaction to this question. <laughs> Yeah, and the roll of the eyes is probably the only emotion he's shown since 2004, right? So it's like... <laughs> hey, he'll, he'll get that emotion chip someday. Uh, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Once, once Elon finishes his brain <laughs> right. implants. <laughs> uh, well, I really like this idea, and I hope that you do find success with it. And in fact, I'd also ask that you reach out to Anthony because I think he'd be a great addition to somebody uh that, that could help you with this uh he's a local podcaster in the uh the uk as well oh cool host yeah. of what the finance one of our one of the shop friends we've had him on a few different times oh wicked okay great yeah def- definitely will thanks for the thanks for the heads up yeah i'll I'll, uh, I'll, I'll connect you guys when we get done recording awesome uh, dan you got any questions you want to ask i've been hogging the mic no uh, you're doing such a good job <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's, well, let's go back to, to when you were, we were first learning out then and start, you know, we were talking about like the terms and like how like, even just the, the terminology is, is something that can kind of scare you off. I was just curious, like, why is that? Why are people afraid to ask what, what does that mean? We're in an information age, you know, like people want what they want now. And if it's not given to them on a silver platter, they turn off and switch off. Like think how many times you pick up your phone and you don't really read articles anymore you scan them and Mm. you know you scroll down and if something on there you know no matter what it is isn't exactly what you want to hear at that moment in time you flipped off you search something else and within two seconds you're on a completely different website on a completely different topic and whatever that was is gone right so Mm. unless you're deeply in and want to learn about it and unfortunately that's with the numbers are few and far between um so for me it was like let's give them everything a bit of information if i if i say you know what is a bear market let me tell them what a bear market is and make it interesting to read about or if you know i talk about 
PE ratio, then I tell them what it is and I link to it so they can go back and go into it. And then I have an article just about what is PE ratio, you know, so there mm-hmm. is like literal basics there for them to kind of keep them motivated and, and, and engaged in the, in the topic. Um, you know, I'm, no, I'm never going to help everyone, but for me, I just felt that was a gap. You know, I was reading an article about something and I was five, you know, three, four lines in and I'm like, what the hell is that? And yeah, I had to go back in, teach myself, go, you know, look at it again, write that down, write it over on a bit of paper. So I remembered what the hell it was. You know, it's just like, it's gone, man. Otherwise, you know, so, you know, I just want to break that, break that kind of ethos down. I suppose it kind of comes from, you know, where I, day to day, uh, marketing bars and restaurants and, um, uh, you know, I have, I have another business on the side, hospitality business, which is good fun. Um, and, uh, you know, I've, for me with those guys in that environment, it, no matter how much we tell ourselves we aren't, we, as human race, we are sheep in a way, you know, we <laughs> have to literally be like the bathroom is over there and, you know, the bar is there and, you know, it, it, the, people don't want to go out and find that stuff for themselves. So you have to give it to them. Um, and it is hugely important um you know wayfinding around a venue wayfinding around a website and and an article mm. is exactly the same mentality it's just about how it's displayed to you um so so yeah it's um that's that's kind of the ethos really i never really thought about how annoying it is when you go to a restaurant and you can't find the bathroom yeah just per sign up yeah <laughs> it's so easy <laughs> right <laughs> like it's, like just now you gotta go stop me. a server and find out. Yeah, and that's so <laughs> awkward, right? Because you never have that conversation. You kind of just do this like weird little motion with your hands, like, yabba, 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 like yabba, yeah. and they kind of go bathroom. You go yeah, and they go right. It's over there, and you're like cool, and you just feel like an idiot, right? <laughs> so it's like well, I just walk around and make my way back to the <laughs> kitchen if I have to. They'll, yeah. they'll, an angry chef will always tell you, this isn't the bathroom, oh, yeah. get out of here. They'll have you on potatoes peeling in the back. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, yeah. I do want to go back to the, the, the hospitality career. I do want to talk a little bit more. But first, I want to go back to the, uh, the, the getting out of debt. Okay. And I think that's something that a lot of people probably do struggle with. So I'm curious, like, what was your approach to getting out of that? Like, how did you so get this- into it, first of all? And then how did you get out? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm really good at spending money. Um, <laughs> I'm really good at it. Um, no, um, like this whole financial literacy thing kind of comes from my parents. Like they were both fantastic people, but spent everything that they earned. And I kind of grew up like that, you know, and then, um, you know, they, it was a nice upbringing, but we never were rich because they were always paychecks, paychecks, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I kind of grew up with that mentality too. And I took that into university. And then the moment I got let loose and no kind of parents around to tell you, don't do that. It was like, <laughs> oh my God, you know, I can get an overdraft for two and a half thousand pounds and I'm 18 and give me a credit card and no one around me to tell me not to go out and enjoy myself every night. Hell yeah, let's go. You know, so um, <laughs> like, um, and that was what happened really. I, I kind of, I started my own events business when I was 18. I spent some of my student loan, like throwing parties and nights, which, uh, you know, I was booking music, music acts at the time that I thought, thought were cool. And we did pretty well out of it. It was good fun. But, you know, once again, we were just burning through money and kind of living a lifestyle that was, it was great when you're in your early twenties, but, you know, isn't sustainable. And, um, and, you know, I kind of kept borrowing and kept, opening lines of credit to pay debt and fund a lifestyle that perhaps, you know, it wasn't really for me. So, um, I built up about including student loans. So it was, a um, around about 50,000 pounds worth of debt. Um, so sort of six, sixty, seventy thousand $70,000 nowadays, but you know, you pay your student loan off slightly differently here. You just mm-hmm. comes out your wage, wage packet. You don't, you don't, pay it physically you, okay. they just take it from you so that that wasn't too much of a worry for me but it was more the the um the 20 sort of that odd thousand pounds worth of debt that i had and so i had to seriously work out of that a couple of my friends are good entrepreneurs you know they started businesses quite young done quite well out of it and mm-hmm. um we went on a trip away to vietnam which was really cool it was my first time into like asia never 
I've heard Vietnam is gorgeous. It's 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 insane. It's absolutely insane. Like it was my first like age. I'd never been to an Asian country, and Mm. then I landed there. Like, what the hell is going on? Like, this is insane. It's like fifty million miles an hour, and just no rules uh, on the roads. It was like you know, crossing the road was like literally you're gonna die in in two (laughs) seconds. Um, I loved it. You know, we were sitting on this beach, and you know, he was doing quite well, and you know, he's always been banging on to me about sort of how I can sort of fund taxes through um different schemes in the uk and i was always like yeah 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 yeah. you know i'm 24 25 (laughs) whatever dude um and then he said something to me that stuck with me and he said uh he doesn't know he didn't know about my debt i'd actually taken out a credit card so i could even go on that holiday because i wanted to be cool and just kind of still part of the the group you know um and um he said to me, well, uh, when do you want to retire? And I was like, hey, I am 50, 50. And then he was like, how much do you spend each year? And I said, this amount. And um, he turned around and said, right, well, times that amount by the amount of numbers that you want to live, which was eight, to my 80s, I think, so over 30 years. He said, do you have that amount? And I was like, no. <laughs> like, I, I was like, he was like, well, well, then, good luck. And I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> And he, he was like, he said it with a, such an amount of authority that I was like, oh my God, I am way behind here. Like, what have I been doing? I think that's um, how you walk into the classroom. Yeah. Yeah. You go right. ask each kid, when do you want to retire? How much money do you have? <laughs> Good luck. Get out. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, grade two kids, like, right. crying. <laughs> <laughs> to go work for Hyundai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry. Man. Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack. Nope. No, that's that's great. Yeah. No, I um so yeah, that was it. And then I was away. Um I was like got my hands on um JD Roth. I don't know if you know the guy's name, he's American um chap who was actually he was even worse. He was like hundred thousand, hundred and fifty thousand in debt. Hmm. um and is now like financially free travels the world talking about it and he has an audible course it's called um how to reach financial independence and retire early it's like a seven or eight part i always get this number wrong when i talk about it um course and it's just awesome like it and it it changed the way i thought about things and money and i was lucky that i was one that i could you know i had the mental resilience and strength and i've always had that entrepreneurial spirit to kind of get myself out of it the other side Mm -hmm. um you know i didn't have a girlfriend or fat you know kids or anything like that so i could just focus and i was lucky um so yeah and i just i just hammered away at it and this you know we have an ebook on up the gains.co.uk and cheeky plug um <laughs> and um you know this is where i talk about it and that and that journey and those processes that i implemented and you know I, the budgeting spreadsheet that i built is available as well to buy <laughs> um and that's the sheet that i built so i basically built a snowball debt um spreadsheet household budget spreadsheet to manage everything that i could possibly do and you know i worked i chipped away at that debt as, as fast as i possibly could starting with high interest first and working my way down and i just set myself little success goals for it all and um that's super know, important I, yeah i know for me like i need to have smaller goals so that way i can the the big picture can get very overwhelming if you don't have those real talk man you know, it's um, it's so tough to kind of like uh, to kind of keep yourself on the pathway, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, the lifestyle that I had, you know, running bars and restaurants is always going to be, you know, you could end up Tuesday night on the beer, and you know, that's <laughs> and suddenly it's one a.m. and you're like, crap, or you know, I've just splashed a hundred dollars. Like, what am I doing? Might, might as well finish it off. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> <laughs> we go into work tomorrow like still going it's awesome yeah. um you know i've been there um <laughs> they, uh, they you know they, they but it, when you when that happens it's like not beat yourself up because it's bound to happen mm-hmm. and just crack on get straight back on the road and keep going and, and you know if you want to do it in 12 months great do it in 12 months if you want to do it in three years do it in three years but you know if it takes you four you know it takes you five then so what at least you did it and so at least you had a plan like at least have something to try to you're working towards it otherwise if you're just ignoring it then you're you're not making any progress 
Absolutely, man. You also made another really good point too. Like uh, when, when budgeting and when you're trying to like pay off a big amount of debt, like you still have to have line item in that budget for fun because otherwise you're just going to go complete batshit insane. You know, I don't agree with this like whole fire movement, like lock yourself in a basement and save 80% of your earnings. Like sod that. Right. Like, no, thank you. Uh, life is here for a living. Not quite that extreme, but that was my mentality uh, in my, basically through my thirties or into my thirties. Wow. And then finally it occurred to me like, oh, I think, you know, I'd rather enjoy some of this now. Yeah. yeah. It's cause your legs start hurting when you get out of bed and you're like, oh yeah, my God. That's the truth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, need to sort, I need to sort some stuff, stuff out and start, yeah. you know, enjoying myself. That gets better yeah. when you get older, right? The knee yeah, stops yeah. hurting yeah. after a while. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, please tell me that. That's all good. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, I think it stops hurting when everything else stops. <laughs> I think I'm going to be in like, about a week's worth of pain from nine hours of golf today. Like ridiculous. So it, oh. it stops hurting after about the fifth, sixth beer for me. Oh uh, uh, yeah. There we, go. <laughs> there we go. Right. So let's go back to the event planning. You yeah, I, have been yeah. hosting events and musicians. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah. I was okay. going to say, I have some uh, experience in hospitality as well and uh, being a band. So I'm, I'm eager to hear what it's like on the other side of the pond, as they say. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, what kind of band was it? An indie rock band, three, three piece power rock. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. I um, I, I'm a muso. Like it's, you know, what I, what I love is where I came from. And, you know, I was quite lucky. My granddad was, uh, was in the jazz scene in London, um, uh, place called Ronnie Scott, which, um, you know, he, he kind of founded and that kind of came an institution here in London. Um, and I grew up like being dropped off at school at the jazz club. Um, so I kind of grew up in this world of music, which for me is just, you know, it's just the best thing. Um, mm. you know, I, I, and, you know, since he's passing, I've just kind of always wanted to emulate that. And I worked in bars and restaurants works. So I've done every job going, um, but kind of promotion and marketing was really my bag and kind of setting up, setting up cool spots, which people really wanted to enjoy. So one of our sites is, um, is actually an old 17th century grade two listed church. Um, which we've oh, fully cool. converted into a um, into an absolutely insane music venue with an incredible sound system, brilliant stage, which is underneath the, the original altar. To have that like crazy, right? Oh, I bet the acoustics are amazing in there. Uh, it's insane, man. Like we were really worried when we got in there and we did the clap and it was like bouncing around everywhere. But once we put everything <laughs> in and put some people in there, sounds pretty good. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's that's kind of like my my bread and butter and my forte um but you know hospitality is unforgiving man like you know i you, you wake up you know i've got a couple of really good business partners we're really good buddies so we you know we we enjoy it but you know if you have one bad week it can put the stress on any relationship um mm -hmm. including relationships outside and you really walk with that you know on your mind and your soul um and so this kind of uh, foray into personal finance really for me is about fulfilling perhaps the whole that, uh, you know, if hospitality doesn't necessarily feel as much anymore, you know, mm -hmm. I still love a great show. I still love a good, you know, seeing a great band succeed or, you know, that played at the venue and then they go on to have a, a smash hit. That's that. I love that. That's incredible. But yeah. Have you booked any big names? Yeah, yeah, we've had a few. Um, so we've got the we've got the Amazons next uh, in Tuesday. I don't know if you know those guys. They're a U uh, UK rock band. They're absolutely amazing. Um, the Amazons, I'll have to check them out. They're they're class. You'd love them if you're an indie rock guy. Like yeah, Amazons are awesome. Um, so they're they're huge. Um, so they're playing in a couple of weeks' time, which is is really cool. And we've had um we've had Ezra Collective, um, which are a, like a big big jazz collective here in the UK. Done a smash tour of uh, the US as well. They're they're really cool. Um, so yeah, we've had a we've had a bunch of. But I mean, it's a three hundred and fifty capacity site, so it's not huge, mm -hmm. but it's beautiful. Um, so we get a few of those guys that are kind of will want to come play intimate shows um 
and uh you know they'll do little turn-ups when they've had the you know us tour or the uk tour from the us or something and they'll turn up and jam and stuff like that so we've had quite quite a few uh guys like that which has been which has been pretty cool did you get to meet any like who who was your favorite person that you met when like your grandpa was was running the show and you were you're hanging out at the clubs uh yeah um you know i've seen so much i think benny goldson um he's a jazz musician one of the original 50 from that photo where they all sit on the stairs in, in harlem um ah. he is lovely like he's still um he to to this day so still still calls me on new year's eve Mm-hmm. Um, which I just love. Uh, hey, Sammy! Like this big <laughs> jazz, like croaky voice. Clearly, he likes sixty cigarettes a day since since he was like ten years old. So it's just it's just class. Um, so yeah, he that sticks with me. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of um, I don't know how long I will be able to do both. You know, mm-hmm. the gains is growing uh, month on month, ridiculous amounts, and. Um, you know, I will have a decision to make whether or not I have to sort of bring in a team to sort of help manage that workflow. Um, but yeah, I'll see, we'll see how, we'll see where it goes. I'm really happy to hear that, especially, uh, if that leads to, to getting some more people, some financial education at a younger age, you know, that's something that we've been huge fans of and, and been pushing, uh, anybody that wants to do that has our respect. Thank yes. you. I really appreciate that guys. All right, we got anything anything else that we need to cover, Dan? When you're in the UK, guys, we we should uh, we should have a beer. <laughs> ah, yes. Dan, we should have had this should have had this call <laughs> like three months ago. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, yeah, I would have taken the ferry over to have a beer. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the, the Titanic too. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Sammy, uh, for 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 coming on and and chatting with us. We'll. We'll be watching your uh, your website, checking it out about once a week until we we see the the ratings on the investing podcast reflected <laughs> correctly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Just teasing. laughs> That's investing. We're more trading, so I, I get it. <laughs> but uh, really, really thankful for for the time, for sharing your journey, and talking about some of the the struggles that you had, as far as and also like the the big key lessons that you learned and how to get out of that. Uh, the website once again is upthegains.co.uk, and there's also the the book I think that you mentioned, uh, how to go about investing. Uh, yeah, it looks like you can get that on the uh, the website. We'll make sure we link those. Is there anywhere else that people can find you, or is there anything else you want to leave with the audience? No, we're on the standard, you know, social media, Instagram, Twitter, uh, up the gains money. Um, and yeah, that's it. Thanks very much for having me, guys. Really appreciate it. Oh, wonderful. All right, Dan, you want to take us home? Wonderful. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Sammy. This has been a great conversation. Great having you in the shop. We, uh, you know, when, when Kyle and I do our tour of the UK and Europe, we'll be sure to stop by London and, and share a pint. Damn right. Uh, but it may take us a while, you know. We got to tour the, the rest of the United States first. <laughs> Plus, it better not ruin beer. In Canada. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my fear. <laughs> I had beer in uh, Vienna when I went to go, when I was doing a, a work trip, and I've never had a, a, a beer as good as this local pub right out of the draft. Like, oh, God, I missed that. Oh, in Austria? Yeah. Yeah. Just a random place, too. Nothing. I think it was in Klagenfurt. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, you know, they've been doing it for thousands of years. We should be good at it. <laughs> I, I would hope. I would hope. Uh, folks, we want to thank you all for sticking around to the end of the episode with us. We hope you learned a few things, had a good time. Check Sammy out. We'll have all those links in the episode description. We'll be back at you soon with another episode. If you liked what you heard, rate, subscribe, share, let all your friends know. All that jazz. All that jazz. <laughs> Call back. Call back. <laughs> Until next time. Happy trades. Bye, folks. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. 
They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.